0: Hi there everyone, and welcome to the Athlete Cafe. Hi guys, I'm Carly, former collegiate lacrosse player. I'm Abby, former gymnast and collegiate dancer.
1: I'm Francis,
0: former collegiate track athlete. And I'm Emily, former collegiate volleyball player. Let's get into today's topics and see what's on the menu.
1: Large cappuccino, order's up. Hi everybody, welcome
0: back to the Athlete Cafe. Welcome back.
1: What's up? What's up?
0: (laughs) Happy Friday. Yeah, yeah, it's Friday, right? I feel like all my days are just jumbled.
2: After After the the holidays. holidays. I feel like January is like a blur. It also flew by. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm
0: -hmm. See, I felt like in the moment it was going so slow, but today was what, the 26th? Yeah. So it did go kind of fast, I guess. Which is a good thing. I hate January, to be honest. You know what I'm excited
2: for? February. Do you guys know Can why? Know why. Super Bowl? Why? Oh my
1: gosh.
3: <laughs> my Bowl. birthday. Oh. Carly loves the Super her Bowl.
0: <laughs> it's my birthday. No Brayden about the Super Bowl. Raiden loves the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah. Good Who stuff. do we think is gonna be in the Super Bowl? This Ooh. we're recording this before um the before. What well, what's the what are the games this weekend? Uh
3: yeah, you have uh Baltimore. And Kansas City, mm-hmm. you got the 49ers and the Lions. So, I'm calling uh, color match like the the colors of what they have the Super Bowl ah, logo. Hmm. So I'm saying Ravens, 49ers. Okay. Right. So that's that's us predict it. Right. That's my we'll bet we'll see. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's I agree with you, but I want Detroit to be in there. It'd be, cool. be cool.
3: It'd be cool.
2: Lions,
1: lions, and the ravens. Of the Browns. Animals, yeah. Animals. you know. I <laughs> <cute. Well>, yeah. <laughs>
2: Francis goes. You know how cute it would be to have? What do you say? Oh, a, li- the li- a little lion and a raven, <laughs> and a raven against with, each with, other. With that. That's what she thinks about when it comes to football. Is
1: okay. the mask. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the wizard when it comes to football. Oh. <laughs> that is. That's that oh, good. Stuff. That'll be fun. That'll I'm
0: excited bit. for the Super Bowl. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. February is a good month.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it the yeah. second weekend of February or first? Yep. Okay. February. I feel like 11, it goes back and I'm forth sure. sometimes. Yeah. Depends mm-hmm. on do you year. Do you have anything planned for your birthday? I of course do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've had a plan for months. <laughs> <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs>
2: um, I am going to visit my sister mm-hmm. in D.C. for the first time the weekend before, Um, and then yeah, that's about it. So <laughs> so that's like my we'll like see. birthday <laughs> gift to myself okay. is going to see her. So Yeah. yeah.
0: Very
1: nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, cool. cool. Well, good. Well, um, today we want to talk a little bit about injuries. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is this could be a vast topic. We could probably have multiple episodes on injuries, but um, kind of want to just kickstart a little conversation and touch on what we feel are like kind of the most important points about it. Mm-hmm. So I guess to start off, did anyone here have any big injuries throughout their athletic career? Yeah, I guess yeah. big is relative. I mean, it's big for you, but yeah.
1: To be mm-hmm. Um, in college, I um <sighs> started off as an ingrown toenail freshman <laughs> year, and <Tiny> then <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then weeks later, I'm out for my entire like freshman outdoor season Jeez. um because there it they got infected and just a whole bunch of like surgery stuff and um yeah that was that was kind of just like annoying type yeah. of injury that put me out um and then my junior year in college i um had some issues with like the tendons around my knee um and so i had to get um what is it a prp <gasps> i got one of those two. yeah yeah oh, that was crazy it was, it was crazy it, after that i was like whoa <laughs> like it's instant instant yeah but yeah
2: that's what i had Mm -hmm. um let's see in high school I got a stress fracture in my pelvis so I had to be out for my or no I finished my junior year of college or college sorry junior (laughs) year of high school lacrosse but I had to sit out for majority of my swim season Mm -hmm. um and then I I had shin splints so bad in college, but one of them, unfortunately, turned into a stress fracture in my shin. So I had another stress fracture. Do you
0: not drink enough milk? I guess
2: not. I guess not. And then just a bunch of concussions, like to the point where the doctors were like, if you get one more, we are strongly recommending that you do not play sports anymore. So a lot of concussions. (laughs) But other than that, no surgeries, though. I'm like kind of scared of surgery. I don't want
0: to ever get it. (laughs) Um, I had all like lower extremity issues so mm. in high school I had just probably had like regular different pains and stuff but um, once I got to college I had like the um, the balls of my feet mm. like the bone yeah. in there I don't know what it was but it was like the worst pain of my entire life I had to get like pads and like I couldn't walk mm. after practices it was like oh my gosh right on the balls of my feet probably from jumping so much and whatnot yeah. and then I had knee issues, but I had I ended up figuring out in my junior year that I had a tear in my quad tendon. Oh. So not my like the tendon that connects your kneecap to your quad muscle that yeah. there was like a tear in there, and mm-hmm. I got a PRP injection, but it took months to like
1: figure, figure it out. out. Like, yeah. Is I that know.
0: like a steroid? Like, or so? Uh- <laughs> uh, PRP stands for platelet rich plasma injection. Mm-hmm. So they basically mm-hmm. because tendons don't get blood flow. Um, or they don't have blood and the platelets are what when you get a cut, the platelets cause the clotting the he- and the healing heal. mm-hmm. so <clears throat> they basically drew our blood, my blood, mm-hmm. and they took the platelets out mm. of the blood and then How they tech. put it and then in they shot and then yeah. they put it right in my torn tendon. Which
1: and... yeah. A lot of times like people end up getting like a cortisone yeah. shot and that's like a band aid kind really. of fix. But like a PRP like actually heals like okay. the issue. Because so, the tendon would just take
0: a long time to heal. Like mm-hmm, it would but right.
1: the adding the platelets
0: to it just accelerates the process. So mm, yeah, cool. same thing that was I mean I was out for like all of my spring season, which was funny because at the time we didn't have a coach, so I kind of had to so like, coach like coach like our scrimmages. <laughs> oh, yeah. the <laughs> season. It was really weird, but um, I didn't <coughs> practice at all my spring season my college year and then and my junior year, but then I got that and it was was able to make it through my senior year. Yes, but no shoulder issues surprisingly, as being which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, That's um, had a
3: couple. Rolled ankles, I guess, in college oh, for so baseball. Many like, uh, <laughs> I, I bet I had crutches twice.
1: Ooh. Oh, really? Uh,
3: yeah, going to class in both the spring and also the winter months. Rolled it in the oh, spring during oh, the oh, season. So rerolled it again in winter workouts for baseball. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. So hobbling to class with crutches in the winter time <laughs> in fun. Buffalo is is <laughs> absolutely terrible. Yeah. no one holds the door for you <laughs> <laughs> no one held the door for me That's it. <laughs> That's funny no that. but that was really it it wasn't anything like too extreme it was like out two three weeks mm-hmm. i mean it just you just can't really put too much weight on it yeah you come back and you just got to go through the process of healing and yeah. you eventually come back so I'm, don't sur- think too crazy. I'm
1: surprised like with baseball i feel like a lot of baseball get like shoulder type of injury they do yeah.
3: i was very lucky not to get yeah. tommy john or anything like that but yeah there's a lot of baseball like just players people i, I play with that had a lot of elbow and shoulder yeah. injury so that is definitely normal that can mm-hmm. knock you out yeah. for a long time for sure so
2: it's crazy how common i yeah. feel like it's interesting too the, to look at the different sports and see what is common, like common. the injury that is common yeah. based mm-hmm. on that sport. You know, like Tommy John is obviously known for baseball. Baseball. Um what not, is it softball too, or is that really is it really just baseball I,
3: I have no idea of softball. I would yeah. think so, possibly because they're still, th- throw. They're they're throw still throwing it yeah. it. yeah. But I don't know if the underhand <laughs> motion yeah. changes. Versus that like
0: it's mm-hmm. the, yeah. I'm not sure. Tommy but John
3: is usually just with pitchers, right? Usually just with pitchers. It mm-hmm. yeah, I mean yeah. there could yeah. be other players that still could get it, even mm-hmm. if they're not pitchers, but it's just yeah, I mean, everyone's elbow and arm are a little different. Yeah, so yeah. Some yeah. are just Definitely. more prone to But, yeah, it's a wild injury to consider, like, normal because mm-hmm. it's not a comfortable injury at all. <laughs> right. You have to be, like, knocked out for a year right. and yeah. can't pitch, can't throw, can't right. move your arm very well. So yeah. that's yeah. It's wild.
0: Well, I mean, that's good aside from, I mean, the few little things we had. But, I mean. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. feel yeah. very grateful to never have had any huge surgeries or mm-hmm. huge, like, season-ending injuries in that way. But obviously, we recognize that that is a lot of people's experience, mm-hmm. and um, we know a lot of people. We've worked with a lot of kids who have had very, like, detrimental injuries. Um, I'm currently working with an athlete who tore her ACL last spring, and she came back. She came back probably quicker than most, but her... Her doctors all said she was cleared, and that first day she tore her ACL again. So she just got Mm. surgery, and now we're kind of working through what that recovery is going to look like. But, I mean.
2: Same ACL or a different one? Same one. Same one.
0: Yep. Crazy. Hate
2: to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Which,
0: I mean, actually we've had a couple kids that we've worked with that had Mm -hmm. that same situation. So um, I guess, like, we want to just talk a little bit about, first off, I guess, the idea of, like, vocalizing your injuries and mm-hmm. communicating them because i feel like a lot of times especially at a younger age like you don't want to because oh you know maybe it's not as bad as i am making it out to be mm-hmm. or like i don't want to lose playtime or i don't want to get kicked off the team or not make mm-hmm. this certain team because of my injury um all valid thoughts and all things that i can definitely understand and relate to And a lot of times kids feel like they can play through those things. Mm -hmm. They can, you know, they don't have to go see a doctor. They don't want to see a doctor. But I guess what is your guys' take on all of that going through your injuries, even coaching and seeing some injuries? Um, Because obviously communicating is what you need to do. You got to let people know. You got to let your coaches know, your parents, no matter what the injury is. I think we all have a good idea of what it's the difference between being sore versus Mm -hmm. being in pain and hurt right, right? so yeah. kind of learning that for yourself is important but um what, what are your guys' thoughts on that
2: I mean I would say ultimately you, you said it like your mental health and your physical health as athletes is by far the most important right. thing right so um no matter if it is just soreness or Um, It is a a small injury that could turn into a bigger one, like Mm -hmm. tell people because the longer you don't tell people, Mm -hmm. the longer no one knows how to help you, right? And that goes for mental health and physical health Um, and I think there have been, like I, when I coach like I've definitely seen my fair share of coaches that aren't very receptive to that communication, Mm -hmm. like they kind of want athletes to push through that so I definitely understand those circumstances when um, you as the athlete maybe you don't feel as comfortable with telling your coach but tell an assistant tell the trainer the trainer is your best friend yes. because they <laughs> yes they should be um the one communicating with your coach um whatever you're comfortable with them knowing and mm-hmm. and giving them like hey she is unable to do this moving forward until i say otherwise or he is out for this many days or this many weeks right like so they should be your support system through that um but if you don't feel comfortable with them either Find a friend, find a parent, find someone that you can feel comfortable vocalizing how you're feeling physically. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, I definitely like the whole point of just telling somebody because if you are injured or have something wrong, like just letting it go and think you're going to wake up the next day, it's it's not going to be there. (laughs) It's just going to get worse. Mm -hmm. And you could have stopped the prolong of that injury early on and possibly seek help, right? Rather than saying, well, this is kind of lingering, but I'm just going to wish it would go away. Right. That's More incredible. times than not, it's it's not going to go away. it's exactly what happened. You're going to cost difference. yourself possibly a season yeah. rather than maybe like a month out. Right. Yep. So.
1: And and if you're going into practice every day and you're like, you, you got to take Advil and you got to mm-hmm. take pro Ibupro- And it's yeah. like... Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: A mask. That's um, or- a red flag. Yeah, it's, yeah it, that's, it that's it's a red flag. flag. Like, that's, yep. It shouldn't be like that. And and I know like um being an athlete, like obviously we we're constantly sore Mm -hmm. with our sport, right? Like, especially when you're in season, you're in, um, like, gearing up for your season, doing all of that strength and conditioning, all of the things that you do. Like, yeah, you're going to be sore. Like, as athletes, like, we get that. Um, But you ultimately know where that line is. And if it crosses that line of, like, "Mm, this is actually painful, just tell someone. Like, Mm -hmm. find, find that help to yeah because mm-hmm. it could get a lot worse <laughs> yeah think of
0: your future self and just right. I mean you don't know what the future looks like and don't like worry too much on that but like yeah you don't want to take yourself out for the whole entire next mm-hmm. year for the different sports season or whatever it is it's just it's not worth it you mm-hmm. are so much more than what that sports season is giving you and you have so much more that you want to accomplish throughout your life yeah I'm sure these are all things right. that people have said to you so right. hopefully <laughs> from someone else right it yeah. helpful um, I do think, though, an interesting point, because um, I know in another podcast, I think uh, Coach Michael brought it up, but, like, this idea of using your your pains and your injuries to, like, get out of practice mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. may common. not be as bad as you, you know, it, it really is, but you're just like, oh, Coach, I, my, my shoulder hurts today. I don't think I can practice because you just don't feel like practicing. I think that's a little obviously of a different situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess I just want to address that because I think – Injuries can also be used as kind of, like, a scapegoat-type situation. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like, you really have to evaluate, okay, if I'm trying to get out of practice here, like, what the heck am I doing mm-hmm, here?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why why am I showing up? Why am I playing this sport at whatever level it is? But I guess, have you guys ever had that or had that thought or had an athlete kind of say that to you? Uh,
2: teammates uh. of mine, We you know, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, we would always know those people, like, she's yeah. literally sending out And she'll be, you know, I remember one girl specifically was, like, on crutches and then would, like, go out later and just go and be in heels and be running around. (laughs) And we're like, how does this happen? Like, well, you're magically fine. So we know those people, but I think, in my opinion, like, that was never a shock to me with those people because I already saw their commitment level wasn't maybe, like – true where mine was or where Mm -hmm. i felt like they should be um but i think emily that's such a good point like that's okay like and i think maybe those people are for some reason feel pushed to play the sport or don't want to let it go or whatever but i think having that honest conversation with yourself if you do feel like that's resonating with you of like yeah i i definitely try to sit out i try to get out of conditioning i try to get out of the hard things in my sport then maybe it's not a right fit for you right Mm -hmm. maybe you don't want to um sign up for all the Good and bad times, because there are bad times or hard yeah. times and tough times that you go through in your sport. Um, it's not all rainbows and sunshine all the time. So mm-hmm. I think, like, making sure you have that honest conversation, I think that's a really good point. Um, so more of my teammates I've seen that
1: with. Yeah. But And I think, too, like, I feel like that's part of the reason why coaches might be a little exactly. hard right. on athletes exactly. because they see the ones who are just trying to, like, get out of practice. Like, mm-hmm. there's really nothing – that big uh, you know like yeah. there's athletes like that and coaches see that and so i feel like a lot of reasons why coaches are um pushing you to like practice and pushing you to work through that is because they already have that like um like stereotype of like oh you're right. just trying to get out of practice Boy, like you cried wolf type yeah situation, right yeah so which is unfortunate it is mm-hmm.
0: no i agree and again don't but don't at the end of the day you know yourself and don't let that type of stereotype or mentality prevent you from expressing what you feel is going on with yourself even maybe the coach won't believe you at first maybe they're going to shut you down but like keep at that and keep advocating for yourself
2: um yeah and maybe it isn't that serious of an injury maybe it is just soreness but I think being like like proactive rather than reactive I think is more better you know because you're like hey just kidding I took a day off of practice and I actually feel a lot better like I think I'm good or like the trainer said I'm good like that's so much better than pushing through pushing through pushing through and then regretting everything that that you just said exactly yeah
0: no all good thoughts and I think just important to address all of that kind of in an intro piece but I think kind of shifting to an idea of like okay you are injured um you know that initial reaction, that initial piece. Like I think I always tell my athletes that, of going through any type of injury, like this is a grief period. Yeah. Like you are going through the stages of grief. You're allowed mm-hmm. to be angry. You're allowed to be frustrated. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to like bargain and be like, "Why did this happen to me?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times, like you know depending on what your injury is whenever the moment happens like you get all of your teammates running up it's a big emotional moment and then it's like everyone kind of goes back to their own lives and doing mm-hmm. their own things but you're like well I'm still hurt like this still sucks for yep. me and mm-hmm. it's hard to for like finding that support or just like feeling like you can work through that injury in itself so I think mm. we just kind of want to touch on a little bit of like our pointers to help through that time depending on the level but I guess I just always feel like making sure that it's okay to grieve that it's okay Mm -hmm. to grieve that loss or that change in your life and all of that like Mm -hmm. it doesn't grief doesn't just have to be around losing a person or you know an animal or somebody Mm -hmm. like grief can happen in so many different forms and I don't think we always take the time to think through that especially Mm -hmm. if it happens like in our athletic careers Mm -hmm.
1: um yeah I mean and I think uh, sometimes like that's why athletes Push themselves is like if they have the championship game coming up, or if they have like that big. <laughs> Sorry, is a that a fly? fly? Well, the
3: dog I also didn't... seen it too. I <laughs> His, he, he saw first and then oh, I
1: Where is it? I don't know. I don't. Okay.
2: At least I wasn't a stink bug.
1: Like that <laughs> no. <laughs> not one f fly- or a no. s- don't even spider. Oh, <laughs> I <laughs> I hates the um, machine, yeah. but oh. <laughs> okay I forgot what I was saying Resume. But <laughs> um no I think that's a, a big reason why like athletes push themselves is because they don't want to miss like that part of their season they don't mm-hmm. want to miss out on those opportunities yeah. um, and all the work that you've and done all the work thing. that you've put in yeah. for that um but but yeah it is like when you get to that point where it's like you're injured you're out like there's no going mm-hmm. in um and you you have to grieve like all of that Time, all of that work that went in, and now you can't finish your season. All of that um, work throughout the season, and now you miss like the biggest game of the year, kind of thing. Like that sucks. It, it does. does. Like um, I, I know just with my toe thing, my freshman year, my freshman year they went to the Nike campus out in Oregon, and they went to a meet out there, which is for track runners. That's like the, the biggest thing ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was the only year that we went to that meet. And I was out that season because of an ingrown toenail. Yeah. Ah, still mad about it, but it's OK. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you, yeah, you just you have to acknowledge that it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. Sucks. it
3: does. Uh, I think like a, a tip that I have for that, too, like even when even though my rolled ankle, two stints of it was like three weeks long each. You think you just have to take it, like, day by day rather than look at it as, like, oh, this is a three-week or four-week or mm-hmm. one-month, two-month injury. If, I feel like if I would have looked it at that injury as that, it would just been yeah. easy to just say, well, this this, this sucks and I don't – why should I rehab? Mm-hmm. I miss, miss all this time. Mm-hmm. Well, what's what's the point, right? So I feel like just taking it day by day, seeing the trainer every day, doing whatever he or she has to – say or whatever they have uh for you that day i think if you do your exercises and stuff you need to do the weeks do seem to go by faster yeah. than anticipated and sometimes you do recover earlier mm-hmm. so i don't i wouldn't always say like the first diagnosis or of your injury is like they might tell you it might be hey you might be out for this long mm-hmm. but you never know you might recover earlier so yeah. just take it day by day but that, that's a
1: that's a good piece too because like when you're injured um Like treating your recovery as your practice that day, like treating it as like this is part of my training so that I can get back to where Mm -hmm. I was when whenever this heals. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's a good way to look at it.
2: And I know like when I was injured in college with my stress fracture, I would use practice time because we had to be there. We had to be watching, but I would use it as an opportunity to just like learn as much as I possibly can. I'd watch. I would study film like it was. So taking my PT as my practice, but Mm -hmm. also like at practice when everyone else is actually physically working and doing those, that stuff, like my mind was like, was mentally working. Right. And I was trying to learn. I also, I mean, I was a junior at the time, so I was an upperclassman, but like I would pull girls to the side and be like, Hey, I saw this. Like, yeah, I saw this. That was really good. Next time this girl was open. Right. Like I would also kind of not be a coach per se, but like just help assist and help mm-hmm. my brain work. So when I was ready to go back on that field, I took all that time to mentally prepare my brain to get back out, out there and know the plays, know the systems, just know everything from a mental
1: standpoint, I guess. Right. Yeah, you're learning your sport from a totally different yeah. perspective mm-hmm. when exactly. you're injured and it can prove to have a lot of benefits when you get back into your sport cuz you've seen it from a different mm-hmm. point of view.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think it's a great point too like even when you're injured like you're still on the team. You can still show up to right. practice yes. like mm-hmm. I would hope that whatever coach you have like still allows you to show up to practice mm-hmm. the games they should oh, sure. i don't see why not right. so you're still a part of the team you mm-hmm. just have to rehab or do things a different way you can't practice was with the team you have something that you have to do on your own mm-hmm. but you can still show up still interact with your teammates mm-hmm. you know as i was injured it wasn't like i didn't see anybody for three weeks right. like i see them my teammates every day mm-hmm. so yeah. i
2: will say though it is easy to isolate yourself when you mm-hmm. are injured yeah. so first off athletes who are injured or whoever have experienced injuries or will in the future, like try to push yourself, even when you don't want to be with the, your teammates or mm-hmm. don't want to be with friends, like push yourself to not iso- isolate yourself. Cause mm-hmm. it's just yeah. gonna mentally definitely damage you from a perspective. And then also teammates, please show that you care, right. support, yeah. be there. Like as much as you were right when the injury started, like you said, Emily, like do it continuously through just, let them know that you are there for them, right. for them, no matter what. I think that's more maybe for girls per se, but maybe not. But I think it's team to team, maybe like yeah. just more. depends Some on the more-
1: the dynamic. Yeah, and I, I and I think like you said, like it's easy to fall into that isolation because I think too, like at the collegiate level, sometimes like coming from a coach, like if they know that you're going to be out for the season they have to focus on the people who are playing and who will will be in those spots. And so sometimes like that coach to athlete relationship feels like a little more distanced because he's focusing on everyone who Mm -hmm. needs to compete, compete that season. And he's letting you kind of like, do your recovery like go off Mm -hmm. do that um so it's really easy to like fall into that isolation Mm -hmm. and especially like that was the hardest part that i remember is like i would be like on the bike or on the elliptical watching like everyone else practice Practice. and it's like it
3: uh,
1: it hurts hurts. but um but as soon as like practice is over as soon as i'm done with what i had to do it was like okay i'm gonna go and do and i'm gonna stretch and i'm gonna go do core with my teammates and i'm Mm -hmm. gonna go To dinner with them and like still be as in it as I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really just,
0: I mean, we've talked about routines on here a lot and different with other topics, but it's like you just have to change your routine. You Mm -hmm. have to see it in a different light. Like, just because, yeah, you're not getting up, going to lift, going to practice, like, now you're getting up you're going to PT you're still going to practice but you have a different role and I think even too, I've had so many conversations with my injured athletes of like you know the tell time I just don't feel like I'm part of the team anymore like yeah. I, I just I'm not on the team and I'm like whoa, whoa. <laughs> yes you are like yeah. you didn't get kicked off the roster you didn't get right. you may not have the same play time because you just obviously can't but like you have to create this new role for yourself mm-hmm. so I really like how you mentioned that too of like you know go out there be that kind of assistant mm-hmm. in a different way especially even if you're a lower classman it doesn't matter like just being able to give any of that feedback and just really kind of force yourself to be that integrated part but yeah your role is going to change mm-hmm. and that's okay but it's how you choose to change it and how you choose to like really accept this new role and this mm. new routine but i think finding that routine for yourself yeah if it's going to take you an extra 20 minutes to crutch to breakfast like yeah <laughs> oh, it,
3: it took a while i'll tell you right now <laughs> dorm room to dining hall oh, did, you, did you have stairs yeah. or an elevator it ha- did have an elevator okay, well, walk across the campus <laughs> yeah. tough.
0: Yeah. it doesn't make it suck any less but it's just oh. like a, a change in oh. what you're doing and being like okay this is just what i gotta do for this mm-hmm. period of time whether it's weeks mm-hmm. or months but um again it's like just that you have to be intentional with it and you have to be mm-hmm. like okay what what am i taking out of this do mm-hmm. i want to yep. just sit here and wallow because yep. you can and you probably should for a little bit just to right. get out of your to system grieve. yeah mm-hmm. there are there are t- periods of time where that'll hit you but like you have to decide okay what is this worth is mm-hmm. it worth being this down in this movie or on. what what yeah. can i do to actively make this a beneficial season mm-hmm. for what i want it to be
1: and and i will say too like um people who have been injured and they do like all of this recovery, all of the PT and you do like different exercises Mm -hmm. to like get yourself back to where you are. Um, That actually helped me a lot when I wasn't injured to like keep up with those exercises so that I wouldn't re injure myself. Mm -hmm. And it, um, like with my toe stuff, like I had to do like a lot of like foot exercises and like moving like all the muscles and in my ankles and things like that. So, I never rolled my ankle when yeah. I would go out running. And um, and so all of those things that you're doing, like, while in injured, um, seeing it as, like, a benefit of, like, okay, I can do this even past, mm-hmm. even when I come back into my sport, because this will just prevent me from not getting re-injured. Right. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, But I know, too, I've had a lot of kids say that, like, oh, I'm I'm fearful that, you know, I'm going to get injured again. Or Mm -hmm. I'm fearful that this is going to happen again. And it's all those, like, what ifs. And I know while Mm -hmm. injured because you maybe aren't practicing as much or taking as much time, you have a lot more time to be thinking yeah. (laughs) a lot more time to just like, which could be a benefit, right, to Mm -hmm. be able to create some visualization Mm -hmm. and and work on that mental side. But it can also be very stressful of like, oh, my gosh, what if this happens again? What if I go through Mm -hmm. all this rehab and then the same thing happens? And like I was saying in the beginning, I unfortunately have a girl who literally just retore her ACL, and she's deathly afraid of when she comes back what that – is it going to happen again? Is it going right. to happen to my other ACL? Like, what is that going to be like? And so obviously breaking out those fears and, and talking through them. But again, I think the biggest piece is like knowing what you're doing in your rehab to control, like what controllables do you have? You are building your body to be stronger. Mm-hmm. You, if you if it already has happened again, what are you doing differently this time? Mm-hmm. What are you going to change this time and make sure that it doesn't happen again? And I think there is a piece of just like a little bit of acceptance of like, you can't control the future. Yeah. Right. You have no idea what's going to happen. And if it's not worth it to you to continue that sport or to continue to see if that's something that could happen, like, mm-hmm. then that's what you got to evaluate and figure mm-hmm. out for yourself. Maybe it's not worth it and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, I really want to just impress on, like, how those fears are definitely going to be there. Yeah. yeah. And, and just, like, a trauma coming from it, honestly. Nothing.
2: No matter who you are, what athlete you <clears throat> are, what sport you play, um, if you've been injured, if you haven't, like, nothing is guaranteed. It does mm-hmm. You could walk outside and sprain your ankle you know what I mean like it doesn't matter what (laughs) um, the situation is it is nothing is guaranteed and you could you could tear your ACL again that that is definitely a thing but you've gotten through it before you right. are strong yeah. and yes. honestly the fact that you got it through the first time yes you know how to do it better the second time or right. what you need better or what you mm-hmm. don't need right. um, to go into that so does it going back to what Francis kept saying <laughs> it sucks bottom line is <laughs> yes. it, sucks, it sucks yeah but you are strong and you mm-hmm. will get through it but also use the support that you are given or yes. find support if you need it
1: Okay, yeah. oh, no!
0: <laughs> um, but yeah so I think I mean fears are such a challenging thing to talk about just because it's all hypothetical mm-hmm. and it's all like you you just don't know but I think at the end of the day just like having that honest conversation and just being aware of those fears and talking through them and then figuring out what you need to feel confident and in control mm-hmm. to the best yeah. of your ability and it oh <laughs> Davey
3: <laughs> yeah am to say
2: yeah and it is okay oh Oh, oh God. God. please don't throw up on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. How <laughs> old is that dog? Anyone know? I would um, guess five or six. <laughs> it is okay too. Like if you feel like you cannot overcome that fear, and it mm-hmm. is time to just hang up the yeah. cleats, hang up the jersey. Up the jersey. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. okay too. Yeah, that, that is the end of your story. That is the end of your chapter, and that is very much okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: one hundred percent. Um. I think the one other piece that I kind of want to finish up with to impress on is this idea of, like, Carly, you mentioned that visualization Mm -hmm. piece of being at practice. You know, I have so many kids that say, like, oh, I just sit there, it's so boring, like, I don't even want to go to practice, blah, 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 which Mm -hmm. can come from many other reasons. But Mm -hmm. you said it exactly right of, like, you can take that practice. We've already talked about visualization a little bit in another podcast, but, like, that is one of the prime times to use visualization as well. Use that as your training. You know, I've always said, like, our bodies are crazy in a sense of if you are trying to learn a new skill and you don't physically practice it at all, mm-hmm. like give it one month, two months, mm-hmm. and you just visualize that skill, you are gonna walk out on the court, the field, the track, and you are your body's gonna have the confidence mm-hmm. to try mm-hmm. it and do it and do it well because you've seen yeah. yourself do it so many times. Yeah, can't explain why that happens, but <laughs> <And> our <laughs> brains are crazy. Yeah, but I'd... that like the imaging and that visualization, mm-hmm. you telling your brain and seeing things and watching things, and that does so much for our Mm -hmm. development and just the way that we are successful physically
2: i think when i was injured like when i came to the realization that i can get better in my sport even if i'm not physically doing anything that was like the biggest breakthrough for me and my coach always stressed to our entire team like if you are injured you need to stay engaged in some way, right? Engaged in the team, engaged in practice, engaged in watching. Like, you're not gonna go sit over there on your phone. You're not gonna go over there and sit do your your homework while everyone else is practicing. Like, you're still a part of this team. And I felt like that made such a world of difference for me of like, Mm -hmm. if I ever do get injured, I'm still a part of this team. I still can get better day by day, just maybe not physically at this moment. Or maybe it's just the rehab perspective, right? right? So I 100% agree and I feel like maybe without me even knowing it, I was doing that visualization right. piece and mm-hmm. I was just studying and watching and seeing what I would do if I was out on that field. But um, it made, I remember going from that season to senior year and everyone's like, holy crap, like you like you were injured. Like it, they were like, you really grew. And I'm like, yeah, I just watched a lot. I studied a lot. I watched a lot of film, you know, and yeah. so it was cool to see like you can still progress, grow and get better at your sport, even if you're not physically doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. After I went through that grief period um, Mm -hmm. of being injured my freshman year. And that was my biggest tool is like using visualization and like just pretending that I'm out there with the girls, like doing the workout. Like I know what that feels like being there, but like also like uh, the difference between like that first person and third person perspective. Um, And yeah, I came back my sophomore year and had my best year ever. So it's like um, there are things that you can do mentally while you're physically injured that can bring you back 10 times stronger yeah so
3: yeah Visualiz- visualization and again as you said watching film there's and there's probably others too i'm just not thinking of right now there's a lot of things you can do that aren't always you physically doing your sport but mm-hmm. can really help you in your sport. Yeah. So I really like the film piece too. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot about that, but I do remember doing that now, watching that. So Yeah. I think my good. huddle
2: hours were like a million hours. Like my coach is like, oh, oh, I see what God. you've been doing. I'm like, Yeah, during class, wow. like watching huddle film. So like <laughs> that is the yeah, yeah, huddle. But I think any coaches yeah. listening to this, like, I do think you set the stage. You know, mm-hmm. if you can impress that, like, hey, we're are so upset you aren't here we are going to miss you on the mm-hmm. field or on the court or running whatever that is like but you still are going to make an impact on this team you still can grow like I just think that made a world of difference for me personally so mm-hmm. any coaches listening if you can echo that too because I know who here has a athlete that's
1: injured that's struggling through that right now I had someone who just come back from an injury but yep. yeah. so it's so common we're yeah. not alone mm-hmm. through that
0: yeah, just that validation with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree, and I know for coaches, like it's it's so hard to be like a parent with and just present with all of your athletes because mm-hmm. they're all going through different pieces and stages but I think again if you're signing up to be a coach mm-hmm. take the it's time part to do of it, it. Yeah. it's part of it and like that is a lot for them and this is a period of time that that athlete is gonna remember and mm-hmm. it's gonna shape them into who they're gonna be as a person whether it's in their sport or just in their lives mm-hmm. and so I think just understanding your role as the coach for them super important I totally agree with that yeah, yeah. good Any other, I feel like those are kind of the biggest things.
1: Yeah. Good overview of it. Yes.
0: And again, we're not sitting here trying to make it out like it's so so easy to get through an injury. Like, these are all things like visualization, that grief period, all of it is hard. Yes. (laughs) It's Mm. going to take a long time to, not a long time, but it can take time to get used to that, to adjust to that, to feel like it is beneficial for Mm -hmm. you and you are learning and getting stuff out of it. But, like we're just sitting here giving you some tools and some thoughts and more or less hopefully some just validation that mm-hmm. like what you're going through is hard and that there's ways that you can make it better if you want to because okay. it's all up to your choice at the end of the day mm-hmm. definitely yeah cool cool all right any other thoughts any other things you don't think so i don't think, I think so, so. Yeah. everyone stay safe out there this winter we yeah and don't be twisting ankles out in the ice and snow. <laughs> here in Ohio we just had a huge ice snowstorm last oh, week, my so gosh. it was a bit treacherous. But. Yeah. and it was ten degrees, and now it's fifty. Yeah, what like, yeah. yeah, is <laughs> Ohio? Yeah. Welcome to Ohio. Oh my God. yeah. So but. be safe. Kind of again, meet yourself where you're at. Take take some time if you need whatever it is, but. Hopefully, I feel like we're in the middle of winter sports season, so mm-hmm. hopefully everybody's doing well and getting ready for their playoffs if you're in a winter sport. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. All right. All right. We will see you next time.
1: Yeah, bye. bye.
0: If you like what you're listening to, be sure to follow The Athlete Cafe on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find us wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts.